Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and Aquas. Check it out. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Milestone 25th episode of the Sports Docket here on Blog Talk Radio for December 23rd vacation time here on the Docket. And how about that Giants defense this afternoon? The Giants have freaked themselves. The fifth seed in the NFC, they have placed themselves a wild-card spot, a 38-21 victory over the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo this afternoon. Uh, at least going to the first round of the playoffs, uh, hopefully against Tampa Bay. And uh, this afternoon, you got the, with Corey Webster, and uh, you had uh, Mitchell, uh, interceptions returned for touchdowns. Stephen, are you there? Yo, what up, Quas and... Uh... How about I'm back that? after a little week off there. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make the show last week. Uh, but uh, you and uh, um, who filled in uh, last week? Kendrick Thomas filled in. Yeah, Kendrick Thomas. He did a fine job filling in. But uh, Ace Man's back and uh, ready to roll. Yeah. A big day in the NFL today. Uh, the New York Giants. Congratulations! They clinch a playoff spot. So they will uh, play more than 16 games this year. Yes, they will. And uh, just remind you guys, uh, our phone number is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. If you want to call into our show uh, tonight on our show, we'll be talking about a lot of football over the day today. We'll uh, get into. Will we get into the Mitchell report a little bit? Uh, well, a little we got, bit. Well, got, well, well, Kevin and I got into it last week, and uh, um, also um, today, uh, Roger Clemens um, denied that, that the Mitchell report. Um, is true. Clemens has been denying that. And also, well, he has denied it. And I may have a little um, comment from Roger Clemens to play during the program. Uh, so that we could get into that as well. Roger Clemens, of course, saying that he did not take steroids. He denied the allegations. Uh, that uh, Brian Manachny, uh was was right in, in him um, saying that he took steroids. So we'll get into that as well. And, uh, and yeah. also, um, congratulations to Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the Knicks became the youngest player in history to uh, score over twenty thousand points. And we we'll can touch on that game later. But of, um, of course, the uh, Knicks actually was really surprised about this game. Uh, Knicks were down eighteen at the half, and then they uh, they I didn't get a, a lot of chance to watch this game. Um, I don't want to disturb my lunch, you know, um, watching this game. But uh, the Knicks uh, they were down eighteen at the half, had a nice run in the third and the fourth quarter. But Colby was 39 points. As you said, uh, he's the youngest player to get 20,000 points. Uh, And he crushed the Knicks this afternoon. The Lakers took care of business, beat the Knicks at the Garden. And so the Knicks uh, fell to, uh, what, 8-19. Oh, yeah, then then I have a good year. And also, before (laughs) we get to the Giants here, uh, just um, uh, not really an important game. I I don't think your your folks are on this game that much right now, but Tennessee... Tennessee leading the Jets ten to six. Yeah. Uh, Rob Baronis just uh, kicked the field goal a couple of minutes ago. Um, the Jets—they've uh, blown a lot of chances in this to take the lead. They were down. Um, set, well, they were down seven nothing. Got a touchdown. Missed the extra point. The extra point was blocked. That sounds familiar. 
And then uh, they did kick a field goal. The Titans were called for a penalty, though. The Jets got an automatic first down and ended up uh, throwing an interception in the end zone. And then uh, Mike Ju- Mike Nugent from 51 uh, missed completely. I mean, it reminds me of the um, the Doug Bryan days. That's how bad that field goal was. So, I mean, the Jets have had chances in this game. They haven't really taken advantage of them. And uh, they're down 10-6. to They have Jets down 10-6. to A more important game, uh, the Patriots. It's all over Miami. 28 nothing uh, with uh, 12 minutes to go in the third quarter out there. Tom Brady is looking. Tom Brady is, by the way, two touchdowns away from setting history. He's trying to become. Uh, he's trying to um, set the record for most uh, touchdowns thrown. Yeah, Tom Brady in this game with 188 yards and three touchdown passes. And yeah. And Marty with over 100 yards rushing and 111 to be exact on only four carries. So, yeah. Dolphins are a mess. And and um. And, of course, Tom Brady is trying to break Peyton Manning's record, I believe, right? Yeah, 49 touchdown passes in one season. Brady is now one away from tying the record and two away from breaking it. And, Pey- and, uh, and, and Peyton Manning's brother, Eli Manning, had probably the most ugliest game you could ever have for an NFL quarterback today. Oh, yeah, but you know what? The Giants won. That's all they had to do was take well, care of Well, that matters, the right? They uh, scored more points than Buffalo. That's all he's asked to do. That's all? Yeah, well. well I mean, Manning- uh, the, the ground game was incredible today. The, ground game, um, the receiving game of another story. 291 but. yards rushing combined with Bradshaw and uh, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, because you know, uh, with a, I, I believe it was in the uh, third quarter of this game, the Giants uh, had a um, first and one, um, well, first and goal at the one, and they didn't score at all. Uh, somehow, Droz couldn't get in the end zone. But um, but the Giants, you know, they found a way uh, with, with, with their defense today. Uh, and That's the important point. thing. The 88, well, and they had a um, Ahmad Bradshaw with a breakout game. 88 yards. Uh, Huge game. Down Huge the sideline, uh, 30, make it 38-21. Then you had um, Webster with the uh, returns, uh, the, uh, the interception uh, return for a touchdown. You had uh, Kiwa Kawa Mitchell, the linebacker, who intercepted uh, Trent Edwards' pass. Returned that, returned that one 20 yards again. So uh, the Giants getting a lot from the defense. Uh, Brandon Jacobs also had a big game. Just couldn't find a way to. Uh, Brandon Jacobs couldn't find a way to get a touch. Oh, hey, two touchdowns in this game, by the way. Uh, Brandon Jacobs had two touchdowns in this game. Uh, Bradshaw had one, and uh, yep. the Giants took advantage of the uh, the Bills' uh, defense and their and Trent Edwards going late into the game. But again, Eli Manning ugly game. Fumbled the ball five times, uh, but and uh, the Giants lost three of those fumbles. Um, they recovered two of them, and uh, he also threw two interceptions. But again, the Giants. And no, I, I was getting worried. You know, when the Bills early on in this game, you had um, the two touchdowns, uh, Gaines and uh, Evans, uh, right away. And, and with five minutes, uh, yeah, the Bills came out firing on this game. They had a fourteen nothing lead within seconds. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the Giants defense looked very shaky. As uh, you know, you know they they you know they never get off to really good starts in these games. And well, good for the Giants is that they um they found a way you know to get into the playoffs. It wasn't a pretty win today. The weather was ugly. The game was ugly. But the Giants found a way to win, and they won by 17 points. Okay, and also uh, yeah, the Bills actually in this uh, in this game when they had the 14 nothing lead, I was thinking back to uh, to a sunny afternoon at. Um, at State Stadium, the Marlins and the Mets, and the Marlins scored seven runs off Tom Gladwell. I was thinking, oh, here I go again. 
Well, the yeah. only difference is that the Giants came back and. Uh, yeah, the Giants came back. Dinner. Seventeen unanswered in the second uh, the second quarter. Um, Lawrence Times actually made a field goal, and yeah. uh, the Giants, uh, you know, they held on in this game. Um, Jacobs had a couple, of, a couple ran a couple in for a touchdown. And Mitchell and again Jacobs, uh, twenty-four carries. You know, um, despite the fact that Manning had another terrible game, uh, Manning yeah. is probably going to get uh, instead of an F. Tomorrow's uh, paper will probably get a D. Um, because yeah, Manning, I'm, I, if I was a Giant fan right now, I'd be very concerned about Peyton Manning uh, heading into the playoffs. You mean Eli Manning? I wish I had Peyton down here. Oh, uh, well, I guess you could be concerned about both of them because Peyton is eventually ready. He's going to play Tom Brady. Right, but uh, let me just uh, give you some uh, other scores from today's games. Okay, well, and also, first, um, let's tell our, um, our fans, we're going to be having a show on Thursday, so then we're going to do our, our NFL picks for Week 17. Um, just to let you know, going into today, I actually made a mistake uh, with the previous week. I actually counted a week twice. So actually going into today's games, um, surprisingly, uh, me and you are t- were tied to 19. Same record. Yeah, the same record going into the, to today's games or NFL picks, and we're going to be doing our picks on Thursday for Week 17. Okay, um, uh, some uh, scores from today's game. Okay. The Giants, of course, we know they beat Buffalo 30-21. to 21. Yes. Right now, the uh, Jets are uh, down 10-6 to 6 here in the third quarter in Tennessee. Yes, they are. Chicago beat Green Bay 35-7, to 7, so that leaves Dallas with home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Oh, good advantage because they, uh, they defeated um, Carolina 20 to Cleveland uh, with a little, they, they laid in a little egg today. Uh, Cincinnati uh, over Cleveland, 19-14. to 14. Big, Big loss for the Browns because now the uh, Titans, if they could beat the Jets, would have a chance to overtake them for the sixth seed. Yeah, Jets have a chance to play spoiler, and uh, they're not doing well so far. In a meaningless game, Detroit Lions over the Kansas City Chiefs, 25-20. to 20. Yep. The Colts uh, with uh, behind Peyton Manning's three touchdowns. They beat Houston 38-15. How about Jacksonville, 49-11 over Jacksonville Oak? with a huge... Uh, just uh, they basically embarrassed the Oakland Raiders, forty-nine to eleven. I tell you what, you know, Jacksonville's going to get to twelve wins, but they're going to go into uh, San Diego as the underdog. How about first play from scrimmage, Fred Taylor with a sixty-two-yard uh, touchdown? Yeah, I mean J- Jacksonville is unbelievable uh, with their rushing attack, their passing attack, and their toughness. Uh, they're going to be very tough out in the playoffs. So I, I would like to see a Jacksonville New England matchup. I'd like to see how that would go. Yeah, me too. Uh, Philadelphia over New Orleans, thirty to twenty-three. So that eliminates New Orleans from playoff contention. Yes. Actually, uh, um, if Minnesota wins, that would eliminate New Orleans. Uh, right now, uh, that game's in the third quarter. Arizona over Atlanta, twenty-four to fourteen. That's a meaningless game. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, another meaning. Uh, well, Tampa Bay has their division wrapped up, and they're tied with the Forty Niners, thirteen thirteen, in California. Fourteen. Of course, uh, New England uh, looking to keep the undefeated streak alive. Looks like they will. They're up 20 nothing over the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are probably in the year with one win. Yeah, uh, Seattle Seahawks all over the Ravens, 21 nothing. I believe Wills McGahee has been injured and taken out of this game, so uh, we'll hear more word from that. Yeah, and also, you mentioned the Dolphins this week, they uh, really landed a fish. Uh, they got uh, Bill Parcells, a.k.a. Tuna, uh, the VP uh, of, of football operations, basically means He's going to be doing everything for them now uh, in, in Miami. So, obviously, the Dolphins still think uh, that his franchise can go somewhere. And they, uh, that's why they got Bill Parcells in there. 
and we'll never see what happens. Another franchise of Bill Parcells is supposed to be the face of, and uh, we'll see what kind of moves he has up his sleeve uh, for Miami in the, in the yeah, off. Yeah, we definitely will. And um, the Sunday night game tonight, of course, are the Washington Redskins against the Minnesota Vikings. Washington, to keep the playoff hopes alive, they have to win that game. And uh, to keep uh, the New Orleans Saints hope alive, uh, Washington also has to win that game. Basically, Minnesota wins that game, they clinch the sixth seed. That's right. And also, um, Monday Night Football tomorrow night is uh, the Denver Broncos at the San Diego Chargers. Yes. So that right, game meaningless. This game, actually, for the Giants, uh, does have a little, um, just a little bit of meaning, actually, because if now the Giants, all of a sudden, the situation turns, the G- Giants fans actually this game shrewd for Washington uh, because um, if uh, Washington can beat Minnesota, then the Giants are guaranteed the fifth spot. Because even if the Giants, uh, the Giants could lose next week to New England and Minnesota wins their next two, the Giants are the sixth seed, and then they might end up playing Seattle. So for the Giants, now the Giants fans should be rooting for Washington or they beat because they lost to last week. So uh, that's actually the picture. Now the Giants fans should be rooting for Washington tonight if they, want, if they don't want to play Seattle in the first round. All right, Quas. Well, um, uh, okay. we, we've gotten to the NFL so far. We'll get into some more stuff after after we take a little quick time out here on the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quas. Remember, our number is 646-478-5118. So uh, send us your phone calls. And we'll be right back. Thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to the Sports Docket tonight. To call into the show, get on your cell phone and call 1-646-478-5118. Or you can call from a landline. If you want to chat with us via AIM, you can IM the Quas at Quaster06 or QuasMets08. And you can IM Steven. The Ace Man at Mets Fanatic 910. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the program, and now back to the docket. Time is now for the Giants. Welcome back to the uh, Sports Talk with Ace Man and Little John Cena, everybody. Your time is up, my time is now. You can't see me, my time is now. It's a franchise. Are we talking about the Jets with this song? You can't see me, my time is now. You forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. I live this, it's automatic. I win this, so you hear those horns. Okay, welcome Well, I was on song talking about the Jets. Their time is now. Uh, not really for the Jets, per se, but for the Giants. The time is now, um, okay, I think we have a call on the line right now. Uh, I guess we'll take the call to 917 area code. Um, what's your name? Where are you calling on? Where are you calling from on the sports stop based on the class? Hey, what's going on? This is Zach Berliner. Uh, oh, hey, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. I want to know, uh, what's going on with the Rangers, Ethan? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the uh, their offense all season has been has been a struggle. The number one line is not coming through. I mean, uh, well, the problem now with the Rangers is it's not really their offense. It's yeah. um, it's more like uh, now the goaltending is letting up. Yeah. So our offense was struggling at the beginning, but Lundqvist was saving us. Our offense is still struggling, and uh, now we're not getting the defense and goaltending that we were getting. 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what happens tonight. They're going to be playing at Ottawa, the uh, number one seed in the in the uh, Eastern Conference. Again, I mean, Scott Gomez is the leading point scorer on the Rangers. I mean, Josh yeah, Curry and Gallagher aren't scoring enough. I mean, All right, let's uh, let our call talk. Uh, Zach, you got anything else for us? Yeah, Zach. Was gonna I, think, uh, I think they need to let Lundqvist rest a lot more and play some Valakad every, every so often. Um, yeah, I, I think so, too. I think what Tom Rooney has to do, though, he has to, you know, find some new line combinations here. These line combinations aren't working offensively. Uh, you know, he's got to try to find a way to get Yager more involved. Yager definitely hasn't been involved enough this year. And, you know, Yager was Gomez now, and uh, Gomez is starting to score that way. Yager's getting a lot of assists now. He just moved up from, looks like, this, like all-time, like, 16th spot or something. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Tom Rooney is, you know, he's attempting to get Yager more involved, and he's got to do that. For the Rangers to have any chance, Yager has got to, you know, perform to his capabilities. Yeah, and uh, the Rangers, um, they can really use his offense right now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Colossus Devils either. Uh, uh, well, they're, they're in first. They're in first place. <laughs> they're in first, you know, they're, they're having a decent year. Yeah. They started out a little slow, but then they came along. They had, of course, that big, uh, what do they have, like a 9-10 game winning streak? Actually, now it's uh, 12 out of 17, so they're, uh, they're doing pretty good. They're playing some good hockey right now, but... uh. You know, they, I don't think they've won head-to-head against the Rangers yet, have they? No, we still win with against the New York Rangers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you actually a good point there. The Devils are the Rangers. Yes. Thanks. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for the All right, call, Greg. Doc. I'll see you in school. Peace. All right, see you later. All right, so we have a Ranger fan that's uh, crying for some help. Yeah, <laughs> like I am too. Are uh, the same thing here. I mean, the Rangers—they just—they haven't really—they haven't clicked on all cylinders once the entire season. I yeah, I, I, I they've been—they've been really, you know, good at some points. They've been um, bad. They've been okay. They haven't really clicked like last year though. Last year down the stretch was when the Rangers showed what kind of team they should be. That's a physical team that uh, scores a lot of uh, goals. They play decent defense. They don't make mistakes. If you watch the Rangers down at uh, last year, towards the end of the season, they were, you know, scoring five goals a game and basically getting good goaltending from Lundqvist. You know, they were, they were clicking on all cylinders right at the acquisition of Sean Avery. All right, I just want to let people know, um, tuning in, I've opened up the uh, chat room on uh, Blog Talk Radio so you can chat with us alongside. It's to open up, so refresh your page and chat with us there as well. Once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, the Sports Talk Nation on the Quas. And again, you know, uh, we're going to be having a very special uh, first of its kind. Well, actually, our second. Uh, but this first time, that we're going to be having all three local teams involved. We're going to be having a uh, NHL roundtable. That's going to be coming up at 6.30. Should be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be having on Jeremy Tenter of DevilsDaily.com, which is featured on the front page of Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be having Tony... Stabile of um, com. These two sites are actually the two the two top uh, fan sites for the Devils and the Islanders. Uh, Tony Stable also has his own show on Blog Talk Radio. We're also going to have it on from the Puck on Broadway blog, Dan Axon, who calls himself the Akatak. So uh, he'll be joining us there then as well. So again, stay tuned for that. That's coming up at 6.30. Yes. <laughs> Hello? Yo, yo, yo. Okay. All right, so uh, once again, our phone number is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Anything you have on your mind, anything at all, just say it. Uh, call Ace Man on the Quas. Yeah. For you. 
And we'll get into the, uh, of course, the um, the Giants today. They're going to the playoffs. Yes, they are. Um, they're going to be uh, playing most likely Tampa Bay in the first round. They still got one game left. Uh, not such uh, an easy game uh, against New England Patriots. Um, it's going to be uh, at Giants Stadium, so uh, Giants fans will be packed packing the house and. We could be looking at a, um, I don't want to jinx it, but now I probably am, knowing my luck. Um, we may be looking at a possible Super Bowl 42. <laughs> but, I don't uh, know about the Giants. I'd be a little worried. Yes, uh, I'd probably just jinx it right now. But mark my word, I, I do think the Giants will find a way to get Super Bowl. As long as the Giants can avoid playing Seattle, who right now is crushing Baltimore 21 nothing in the third quarter. Um, if the Giants can avoid playing Seattle, because you know they're going to play them in Seattle, the Giants can, uh, I'd, I'd rather play Dallas than Seattle if the Giants get up far. But again, the Giants still, there's still plenty of football to play. you got New England, and then you got uh, the first round uh, in the playoffs. But again, right now I'm a pumped-up Giants fan. I, I won't have to uh, avoid another suicide hotline with the, <laughs> with the mess. The Giants win. I can relax finally. For the first time this year, even though the year's almost over, they finally relaxed and the team that's in the playoffs. And, uh, again, I don't know about you, Stephen. I mean, you've had a rough year. Huh. Yeah, 2007 uh, could have been better. Yeah, it could have been much Overall, better. I have to be uh, pretty pleased with the way the Rangers played over this year. Yeah, I mean, they've given you enough to, uh, to, get, to get yourself excited about. But, again, uh, the Rangers, of course, are, are in second place right now, and they're falling fast. The Devils have a... Six-game wins. Well, the Rangers, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're, you know, they're in a slump. Yeah. At the beginning, they were in a slump, too. They came out of it. So, uh, hopefully, they come out of it again. Yeah, but we keep saying they're they're going to somehow get this offense going. But, you know, I want to see an offense with the Rangers. We get Drury uh, and and Yager actually getting points in the same games. I mean, what's going on here? Seriously, they're not... Like I said before, they're not clicking on all cylinders the entire season. It's been a struggle the entire season. I'll tell you what, you know, the uh, um, the Rangers, um, if, if not for the Islanders, the Rangers would be the league embarrassment uh, because uh, outside of the Islanders, the Rangers have the... Uh, well, league embarrassment's going a little far. I mean, you have teams much worse than them. I know, you got Washington and you've got uh, the terrible L.A. Kings, but... Uh, the Rangers, you know, well, they have only eight. They have uh, scattered a couple of pathetic teams. I mean, come on, look at this. Uh, Let me check the standings. Yeah, I mean, look at the standings. I mean, the Rangers, of course, are up there. Well, like, in the Eastern Conference, um, well, nobody has less than 30 points. No. The worst team in the league is the LA Kings. They have 26 points. Yeah, Washington has 30. And then but Washington again, has 30 points. Yeah, I'll get more into it in the, in the Atlanta division round. Well, right now, hard to believe, but the Rangers are in the playoff picture. They're currently seventh in the conference. They're seventh seed. Uh, Only uh, three points will separate the two seed, new, the New Jersey Devils, from the seventh seed, the New York Rangers. So. That's surprising. I mean, it's, it's very tight. It, basically, everybody's within about two games of each other. And yeah. Iowa, of course, is 48 points, so they're head and shoulders the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the surprise of Buffalo Sabres, again... Surprising Buffalo Sabres again, of course. Uh, um, without Briere, without uh, Drury, uh, have somehow they're hot. They're steamrolling themselves, uh, and and, they, and and all of a sudden now Buffalo is uh, up there as well. They're ahead of the Rangers in the playoff picture. Buffalo's on a hot streak. They're scoring a lot of goals lately. Yeah, you got a very tough Northeast division. I mean, that round table will even be more fun than 
Lance Division Roundtable, because there's so well, many. Well, I'll tell you this right here. The reason why the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils are losing, well, the Rangers have the least goal, um, Islanders have the least goals forced in the NHL with 79. Yes. There's three less than the Rangers, four less than the, and five less than the Blue Jackets. It's worse than the NHL. Rangers have second worst in the East, so they're not scoring goals at all whatsoever. Yep. Either of the New York teams, so. As, yeah, the same as you compare those teams to, you know, Carolina and Detroit, who have upwards of 120 goals. So it's a difference of 40 goals right there. I mean, they're, they're just not scoring goals. The Rangers aren't. If you'd, uh, you went into the season, you the Rangers were expected to be one of the highest-scoring teams in the whole league. That's right. It just hasn't turned out that way. At, nope. least, at least not yet. I mean, they still have time to fix it. You know, hockey is one of those sports where a lot of times the first, you know, 50, uh, 60 uh, games don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But then uh, if you get hot towards uh, playoff time, it really um, it makes it all worthwhile. And uh, it really uh, could fix your season as, as long as you play good the last 20 games and find a way to get into the top eight in the conference. Well, well, well it tells you right now it's the New York Rangers with the way they've played. If, uh... Hello? Yeah, yeah. If the Rangers are right now, if they're seventh in the conference, and they're not playing up to their ability, if once they do start playing up to their ability, which will hopefully be sooner than later, then they should be able to move up to one of the top, you know, four or five seasons in the conference. Yeah, I mean, and it starts all tonight. The Rangers are having a, a, a challenge for them in Ottawa. I mean, they beat them last time out. But again, the Rangers the, not only beat they they creamed Ottawa last time. They they won five to two in Ottawa, so we'll see how uh, Ottawa responds to that. They did cream them. That would be a tough game for the Rangers tonight. But that, remember that was a time when everybody was being Ottawa. So I mean, the yeah, Rangers, Ottawa in that time was in about a six game funk. Yes, I mean got Ottawa, out of it. Well, Ottawa lost yesterday uh, to the Blackhawks. Actually, uh, they did lose yesterday four to three uh, in overtime. So, again, the Ottawa still has not gotten out. I mean, Daniel Heatley with 22 goals this season. Um, and, uh, and, of course, Alfredson and everybody in that team has been clicking for them. But, again, the Islanders uh, will have to uh, – the Rangers, excuse me, will have to play the same way, same intensity they played last time against Ottawa. And uh, we'll see what happens in that game. It starts at 7 o'clock tonight. And, again um, – we do have all of our NHL columnists on the line. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a... Uh, we'll take a quick timeout, and we'll be back with our NHL roundtable of the Atlantic Division. And that's coming up next on the Sports Doc, and the roundtable is next. And for the eyes on the Sports Doc, with eight men across. Where we go around the NHL and talk hockey. The latest news, notes, and nuggets. The National Hockey League. An NHL insider will join us in this report. Whether from the side itself or around town, we cover hockey on the sports docket. And welcome back to the sports topic for our NHL Atlantic Division Roundtable with three bloggers from the three local hockey teams. Everybody, you can watch the program. 
Sports Talk, Ace and So let me just check, make sure everybody's here. Uh, Jeremy Tenter from DevilsDaily.com, you with us? Yeah, how are you? Great. Uh, Tony Stabile on Isle, of IslesNation.com, you with us? How are you doing, guys? Great. And, good, uh, good. Is Dan Axton of Puck on Broadway with us as well? Yes, I am. What's going on, guys? All right, great, great, great. So um, I guess first we'll start talking about, about your blogs and about this. Yeah, uh, why don't each of you uh, explain what you do on your websites? So first we'll start with Jeremy. Tell us a little about Devil's Daily and about a little bit about the uh, Devil's Blogosphere. Hi, uh, I'm Jeremy Tenter from Devil's Daily.com. I started, uh, I started the Devil's Blog back in August with um, Ian McCaffrey. He's the web designer, and we really just... Um, just, just to, you know, just trying to become the the premier Devils blog and uh, and and post information about the Devils when it happens and really just move on from there and start slowly and then move on to uh, information and news about the about the National Hockey League in general. Right, great, and Tony, uh, tell us about IOSNation.com. Um, yeah, I um, I originally started blogging uh, on uh, MySpace.com about uh, about a, year, a little over a year and a half ago. And uh, I hooked up with Steve Herman, um, the creator of IslesNation.com, and um, he read some of uh, my blogs and was interested in me uh, coming and blogging with uh, Isles Nation. And now uh, we have about five bloggers. We have a weekly talk show. It's uh, it's been going pretty well. Great. And uh, cool. Dan Atkinson, tell us also about the Pucks on Broadway and uh, the kind of Rangers blogosphere. Well, it's uh, it's been interesting. I started in July merely as a hobby. And uh, as things kind of change for me here, I'm, I'm currently uh, the copy editor for the Blue Shirt Bulletin, a Rangers publication. I'm also interning with uh, Stan Fischler of MSG Network. And uh, as these have grown, the, um, the blog has grown. And uh, it's been a big thing for us. Uh, right now it's a solo project, uh, but I've associated with Jeremy before, and I uh, hope we'll, we'll grow moving forward. Okay, Absolutely. So, uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, well, first, uh, first of all, um, what do you guys uh, think uh, overall play of your teams this season? We'll start with Jeremy. Um, I think the Devils started out slow in October, as everyone knew that uh, Jamie Langenbrunner and Colin White were both uh, um, they're both uh, what's the word uh, rehabbing from uh, off-season injury, off-season surgery. So the Devils definitely started out slow, and then obviously uh, they picked up the pace with the nine-game winning streak before losing to the Rangers. Uh, spending November and December. Uh, now they stand in first place. I think they uh, are playing well. Uh, now they're on the West Coast trip, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, take two out of three uh, against Calgary tonight. Oh uh, yeah. Um, uh, Dan, uh, what are you? Uh, what are your overall thoughts about the Rangers this season? Well, it's interesting because the Rangers have probably played the ugliest hockey that a near first <laughs> team could play. Um, the advantage to it is that. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist has been absolutely exceptional. He's taken over as a premier goaltender in the league. The Rangers have been able to include rookies such as uh, Mark Stahl and bring them through the system without really getting the type of production uh, from Yarmir Yager and Chris Drury that they were hoping. So the fact that they're really that close to the top of the Atlantic uh, without ever having you know, a game, really, with the exception of perhaps against the Devils and more recently against Pittsburgh, where they've really run on all cylinders. Uh, they have battled some injuries, but overall, um, they really, everyone's just kind of waiting for them to break out, and it's, it's been ugly in the meantime. <laughs> it has been. It has been very ugly for the New York Rangers at times this season. Uh, Tony, uh, how about your Islanders? 
Uh, well, uh, the Islanders got off to a great start. Um, you know, they, they had that fast food weekend. They uh, swept two games against Buffalo. Um, you know, they had beaten up on the Rangers and the Devils. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, they had uh, they get off to a great start. And then uh, starting uh, in the beginning of November, they stopped scoring. Um, they went through a span of 23 games, but they didn't score more than three goals. Uh, they just broke out of Pittsburgh um, on Friday night. Um, the team defensively has played very well. Rick Pietro's played excellent, I think. Um, he's really stepped up his game, even from even last year. Uh, the defense has been great. Brendan Witt, Radic Martinic have, have really played solid defensive roles, even with a with their their six defensemen kind of rotating in and out between Freddie Meyer, um, Mark Andre Bergeron, and Brian Berard. Um, they lost uh, John Sim, who I think is a is a it was going to be a key component on this team. They lost him after the, only the second game, um, and they really have uh, had some offensive struggles. But um, recently, with the last two games against Buffalo and with uh, the Pittsburgh game, and even last night against Washington, it looks like they're starting to get some more shots on net, starting to gain a little confidence, and maybe hopefully starting to get out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, Tony just said. It. I mean, the Islanders uh, early on the season beat up on the Rangers and Devils. I think that's really how the Atlantic Division has gone this year, with everybody beating up on uh, somebody else. And as you said, as you said this morning, uh, the Devils were in first and the Rangers in second. Then you had Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia all, all tied and only five points behind the Devils. I mean, how close can these teams get to each other? Um, I, guess we'll, I guess we'll start with, um, with Dan, the ACK attack here. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you think that... Uh, uh, you think that this division like this all year, I mean... As far as I remember, this is the closest division has ever gotten. You think this division is going to be like this all year, or do you think there finally will be a team that will break through uh, out of the Atlantic division? Well, what I see coming from the Atlantic overall is really two major components. Uh, first, which team's goaltender is going to be the one that gets hot at the right time? Any one of the top teams, Brodeur, Lundqvist, DiPietro, uh, have the ability, Biron in Philadelphia, have the ability to get hot and really drive their team forward. Uh, unfortunately, even though when the goaltenders have played well, they've also had those games where they just have not been there. And I think that's what's keeping everyone nearer to the pack. Uh, the other thing is it will be depth. Um, every team seems to have in the division one line uh, and one strong defensive pairing, but you don't see the depth, uh, especially, I think, with Pittsburgh, that you really would like to see for a team that's going to come out of the Atlantic Division. So I think that'll be a key component going forward. I could really see if the Devils' rookies continue to play this well, uh, them being a strong contender. Uh, No offense to Tony, I don't think the Islanders have the depth. I think that Pittsburgh is probably uh, coming down off last season a little bit. And I don't think Philadelphia in a a last-place team last year can rebound that much. As far as the Rangers go, they can make a strong run at it, but they're going to need a strong defenseman possibly picked up by the trade deadline, and and we'll see from there. But I think it will be tight to the end, and the schedule really uh, brings it toward that as the teams play each other in the last couple weeks. Okay, we'll over Tony here. I want to respond to a Dan here. What he said, you think the Islanders have more depth than Pittsburgh in terms of competing in this division? 
Uh, I think the Islanders have different uh, components than what Pittsburgh has. I think that um, I think that Pittsburgh, well, obviously Pittsburgh has much more offense than the Islanders do, but I think that goaltending situation and their defense situation are question marks with them. Um, they've lost um, they've lost Mark Andrew Fleury, um, I think, for the next two months with a high ankle sprain. And even if he was playing, he wasn't playing all that well to begin with. Um, Danny Sabrin is a is a journeyman goaltender. Um, you know, he's playing there, but he's, he's not an extremely strong goaltender um, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the Islanders, if they can acquire themselves a score or if Kyle Oposo can come up and can, and, um, can uh, provide maybe a little spark with this team, I don't think the Islanders are going to go anywhere. I think their defense is too strong. I think DPF has played way too well for them just to, um, to kind of fade to the back. Um, and plus... The Atlantic Division being what it is, um, and we saw this a little bit at the beginning of the year, um, where Martin Baron, which is exactly what, uh, what Dan was saying, is he played so well and got them off to such a strong start. But, again, his game is re- was recoiled some, and so was the Flyers. So I'm not totally sold on what Philadelphia, even though I like the direction they're going in. I don't, I'm not totally sold on them. And Pittsburgh, I think, has still got some growing pains to go along with them also. I, don't, I think they have too many question marks. So I, I agree that, that uh, the Devils and the Rangers are going to be there, but I don't think the Islanders are going anywhere. I think they're going to stick around. Okay, um, let's move over now, um, Jeremy. Um, you know, one of the biggest rivalries for the Devils in the division, besides the locals, of course, is the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And the Flyers have fallen off the map. And, uh, Jeremy, I'm interested to know uh, what, you, uh, what you think uh, their issue has been uh, that has caused them to drop from basically first to last in this division. Uh, I think um, defense. I think the Flyers are not a very strong defensive team. Even though they have Jason Smith, I think he's very overrated. Uh, they definitely have a high-powered offense. They picked up uh, Daniel Briere on the uh, offseason, and right. they, they also signed Mike Richards to a, a ridiculous 12-year contract, which I think is just out of control. I mean, uh, even I mean, you look at the Islanders. They signed uh, DiPietro to a 15-year deal. I guess the Flyers don't learn. But I think the Flyers are definitely uh, – uh, defense is one of their biggest problems, and I think the goaltending situation, they, they relied on him in, in – in uh, in October, but I think he's definitely uh, definitely not been the same in uh, November, December. And I just wanted to respond that uh, the division um, is is very close with the five points separating the Devils and the Islanders and the, and the Flyers. But uh, in 2005-2006 season, the Devils, Flyers, and Rangers all finished uh, one point away from each other. The Devils finished 101 points and won the division, while the Flyers finished with 101 points and the Rangers finished with 100 points. So it is possible. For, for three teams to actually finish that close uh, going into the postseason. I don't think um, all five teams are going to finish that close. I think that you're going to slowly see some separation between the, uh, between, I think the middle teams. I think the Rangers are, are very strong defensively, and that's going to help them carry, that's going to help them through the season. But in terms of the Flyers, uh, they've given up 102 goals in 34 games, and that's just not, that's just not one way to get you into, and get, get you past the uh, regular season. Yeah, and also, as you were saying before, you know, Mark Tamburon, a two season so far, he hasn't been able, I mean, the last game uh, against the Buffalo Sabres, about six goals against a team without Pierre and without uh, Drury. So, again, uh, an open shootout as well. So, again, the, the Flyers have not been able to stay consistent. That has been the reason for dropping down. Um, also, guys, uh, um, I want to go over Tony for one sec. I remember on your show I was, talking about the uh, the call-up of Blake Comu 
And all of a sudden, you know, Blake, he just called up, and all of a sudden he's contributed right away against the Penguins, had a point and assist. So what do you think about uh, – I'll first start with Tony here. We'll talk about the youngsters in this division. Uh, division. Uh, What about Blake Connor's contribution against the Penguins? Well, he's come in and he's played Teddy Nolan's game. I mean, he's he's come in, he's skated hard, uh, he's thrown his body around. Um, he's not trying to do too much. He's he's just he's out there and he's playing hard, exactly what Teddy wanted him to do, and he's produced. And you know the way Ted Nolan's going to run his team now, and the way he's you know he's run it in the past is that you know you're gonna you're gonna earn your ice time. So if you're gonna you're gonna go out there, you're gonna give an honest effort, you're gonna get more ice time. And and Como has come in and he's he's done a great job with that. He's he's really uh, he, he played on a fourth line. Uh, he looked to have re-energized Andy Hilbert, who's been terrible offensively, but yet Hilbert's got points in two out of three games and. Um, you know, it, they've. It's just he's come in and done exactly what you expect a rookie to do. He's played hard. He's um, he's he's given a spark to not only his line mates but pretty much to the rest of the team. And you know, he continues to play like that. He's going to continue to get minutes, and uh, it's it's been a welcome addition, that's for sure. Okay, uh, Dan. Um, it seems like uh, the Rangers they play um with they play a little bit uh, more fiery, a little bit. They have a little bit more jump in their step when Sean Avery's in the lineup. How much have they missed him? Uh, it probably as much as if Henrik Lundqvist are out. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so, I don't but yeah. Strong. Well, it's it's close. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because you can tell that the Rangers are a very flat team without him in the lineup. They they basically play 500 hockey without him in the lineup, and there's somewhere around five or six games over 500 with him in the lineup. Um, whether that's more uh, a result of his actions, um, you know, affecting the other team, I guess that that's obviously a contributing factor. Uh, but it, it's interesting that a guy that the NHL hates, that no one really wanted, uh, has seemed to find his niche here in New York, which which has been great for the Rangers. Um, unfortunately, coming into uh, the off season now, uh, both he and Lundqvist uh, will re- will command large contracts. So with uh, with those two and Yager set to most likely become an unrestricted agent, where do the Rangers draw the line and what happens? And I think that'll be addressed in the next couple of weeks as well because they do not want to go into the off season with those questions and risk losing people without compensation. Yes. Um. Now, Jeremy, with the New Jersey Devils here, um, now they're in first by a couple of points. What are they going to have to do uh, for the rest of the way? What are they going to have to do to hold on to this lead? Uh, two things. One, um, they're going to have to continue playing uh, strong defense. Uh, they've only given up 85 goals this season. If you if you take away some of these, um, I, mean, I would say more of a, a consistent consistency because they, they sometimes they look like they're the Devils uh, that have won three Stanley Cups, and sometimes they look like they're the Devils that are, uh, uh, you know, as, as Wayne Gretzky called them, the Mickey Mouse organization. When they give when they lose to the Penguins five nothing, they lost to the Flyers four nothing. Even though they outshot the Flyers like 38 to 20, so I think consistency across the board, and definitely um, get, get uh, either either what's up, either make make a trade or or just somehow find you know tell tell Elias to start uh, scoring the puck and Elias Gianta Zubris. I mean these guys aren't necessarily uh, going to give you 40 goals a season, but uh, Zubris Langenbrenner, uh, Parise is coming along now, and he's definitely. Uh, carrying the team, but uh, definitely consistency offensively and not rely on one or two players to just score every night because it just doesn't look like that's happening. 
Okay, uh, getting back, of course, I am a Devils fan, and I've been extremely impressed with the play of, I mean, I've always been impressed with him, but with Zach Parisi, especially this season. And I'm wondering what are your thoughts, are, Jeremy, of uh, Parisi getting into the All-Star game? Is that a possibility? Um, well, according to the All-Star uh, ballad, he's not even mentioned. Oh, man. Uh, then, again, then, again, then again, you have Gianta and Eliash were both mentioned, but for some reason, Parisi's name was left, uh, was omitted off the ballot. Um, now I don't I don't know the official policy on on uh, players who are not uh, voted in by the fans. I don't know if, if coaches have uh, any say in that. Maybe the other guys can help me out there. But um, I definitely think that he should be considered. I don't know if he's necessarily an all-star. He's definitely the Devils all-star so far. No question. Okay. Um, now uh, we'll end this uh, segment here with uh, Tony um, for the Islanders. Um, do you think that last night's uh, win over the Washington Capitals in overtime, do you think that, the, that that win can maybe propel this team a little bit, get them going? Um, yeah, I, I think that the Pittsburgh game was, was, the, was, well, I think the Buffalo game actually probably was the pace turn because they dominated that team so much. Um, you know, though they lost the game, I mean, they had 43 shots on goal. They had another 28 shots blocked, if I'm not mistaken. So they really took it to Buffalo. And that kind of carried over to the Pittsburgh game. You know, even though they didn't play a real good second period, they, they came out in the third. They did what they had to do. They won that game. Um, they stayed true to the defensive roots that they have. And, they, you know, they, they, they played Crosby tough. Last night they played Ovechkin real tough. Uh, they, they held him without a shot for most of the game. Um, he scored with less than a minute left on, a, you know, on just a, a, a perfect shot. Um, so yeah, I think that you know, I, I really honestly think that you know, with the, with the way that they've taken it to the last three teams and the way they played the last three games, it definitely could be a page turner for them. Um, you know, they have um, they have Toronto coming in on Wednesday. Uh, you know, Jason Blake coming back to the to the building, and you know, I'm sure that's going to be there's going to be a big crowd there for that game. I really think that you know the the way that they played the last three is is definitely uh, you know a, a positive step, and uh, you know I, I think a, a step in the right direction for them. Okay, guys, and once again, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing all your thoughts with us on your blogs and on our show. And um, I hope, you know, going into 2008, all of our teams, you know, will have a great 08 and uh, move into the playoffs. Once again, Jeremy Kenter, um, Dan Axon, and Tony Stabile. Guys, thank you so much for thank coming on. Thank you, guys, uh, for coming thank on you. to thank our show and giving us a couple of minutes. It was, it was, it was, happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. May the best team win the Atlantic Division. <laughs> Right, or, the or the Rangers. Or the Rangers. Blue shirts, baby. We will see you yeah. No question. And guys, what's the thing that's coming on so much? Jeremy Kenter of Devil's Daily, uh, Tony Stop by Violetnation.com, and uh, Dan Axton, the Ack Attack, and Steven is the, also the Ack Attack, except it's spelled A C K. Instead of A K. All right, well, uh, we'll get ahead into the uh, final commercial break of uh, this edition of the Sports Docket. But guys, once again, thank you so much for coming on, and we will see you um, hopefully on another segment. But once again, good time. segment. Thank you guys for all coming. Thank you. All right, uh, so uh, now we'll lead into this. Uh, we'll, all right, we'll take the final commercial break of this edition of the Sports Docket with Ace Man of the Quas. We'll be right back after this. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Be sure to check out a sponsor of this show at www.myedimedia.com. This show is advertised on this website, and you can also check out interesting sports news 
brought to you in an amazing, cool way at myedimedia.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight, sponsored by My EDI Media. The Sports Docket on Blog Talk Radio with Ace Man and the Quad. New York sports and everything else. Welcome back to the Sports Doctor. We're in the home stretch of the show here. Yep. Ten minutes left, so give us some phone calls. Uh, we're basically uh, open to talk about anything right now. So if yep. you have any phone calls, we'll get maybe into a little NBA here. Yeah, be sure to also check out our sister station. Uh, they're located over at rockradio.com uh, slash sports time with Mark and Evan. They're coming up at 8 o'clock, so we'll lead you up to, or up to them then. I think we do have a call on the line right now. I'm not sure if it's the same one as before. The 516 area code on the sports docket. Hello, what's going on? Hello? Hello? Anybody there? 516-315 number? Yep. I guess it might be... Uh, uh, well, we'll uh, mute them for a couple minutes, and then uh, we'll try to get them back on the air. Maybe they don't hear us. Maybe they lost connection or something. Yeah, so uh, try to call back. Anyway, um, first I just want to say one thing. Uh, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, of course, the Mitchell Report, uh, with um, seven, a list of 75 names of, you know, players supposedly um, through um, Mets trainer Kirk Badamski and Yankees trainer. Of course, uh, the New York trainers that are involved here. Um, the Yankees trainer Brian McNamee um, supposedly uh, administered steroids to these people, whether it be HGH, all kinds of uh, different uh, performance-enhancing drugs, which, of course, is illegal. And, um, you know, Andy Pettit, I'm glad that he came out, you know, not just for Yankees fans and for New York baseball fans, but for baseball and, you know, said, you know, he immediately took steroids. But what's up with Roger Clemens? I mean... I don't know what to believe at this point. I, You know, it's hard to believe that a, um, basically, a 46-year-old can uh, just basically come back from retirement whenever he wants. I mean, you know, uh, being game shape. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to believe. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I don't think he took them at the beginning of his career, but I think towards the end of his career, I think he well, took something. The thing was, uh, the story was that he took. That he started taking them in 1998, and it's a really interesting story. Um, at the All Star break uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays, he was six and six. I think when they're like a five ERA for the rest of the season, is he goes 14 and 0, ERA below two. Um, and the story was that um, during some point, you know, in July during the All Star break, when he was six and six, uh, in his um, 
Now, I don't want to go into the specifics of the story because it was kind of, uh, it wasn't <laughs> appropriate. But um, what happened was, uh, he met this trainer who he'd known for a while, Brian McNamee, and uh, he asked for help administering the steroids. And then from there, after the All-Star break, he went 14 and, and nothing uh, down the stretch mm-hmm. this season. And uh, that doesn't tell you how, how much steroids can help you. I don't know what can. And Kurt Schilling sent on his blog, 38pitches.com. Uh, well, uh, could we just go up for a little bit here? Just yeah. uh, update on the Jet game a little bit here. Uh, okay. There's uh, two minutes left in the game. The Jets are driving now down the field, down 10-6 to six still. The Jets are at the 45-yard line, have a third and four. So I'll keep you up play-by-play uh, play play here towards the end of this game here. This is Chad Pennington's uh, led offense today. Not doing so well. But uh, Tennessee, for Tennessee's sake... Yeah, the Jets are now down to a fourth and four at the 45 so it's uh, either now or never for the Jets. Yeah, and uh, New England is 10 minutes away from getting to 15-0. I think they're uh, the Dolphins in 72 and 14 or no. So New England would be the first team all time to start 15 or no. Yes, they will. And um, uh, Tom Brady is still two touchdowns away from breaking Peyton Manning's record. I don't think he will in this game. And uh, also, once again, we're in the last couple minutes of the show. So if you have any last comments or any last questions, uh, call in, of course, 646 478 Five one one eight. Yes, and you can have the AMUS during the show as well, as always. Uh, again, check out Sports Heaven later on. And uh, the Jets did not convert. Pennington is sacked. Oh, my God. And uh, the Jets are basically, well, uh, they, they have a couple timeouts left, so the Titans will have to convert one first down. You see, I don't know if you caught this, but... Um, but during, this game is all but over. Yeah, I don't know if you caught this, but during the um, during midweek, uh, Pennington was saying, you know, how he wants to remain a starter you know, someone in the NFL next season, um, obviously, uh, doesn't matter with the Jets or somebody else. So, again, uh, the Jets are going to be having a lot of... Well, I mean, this uh, game uh, highlights the Jets' season right here. They play hard. It was basically an even game. The difference is the Jets, a blocked extra point and a missed field goal, costing them four points, which is uh, what they would need right now to tie this game. It's, it's, it's a microcosm of the entire season for this team. I mean, they just... Can't play at all. Well, now they uh, sack. Uh, well, not they don't sack. They uh, knock Chris Brown back for a loss of a couple of call timeouts. So uh, if they actually do get a three and out here, the Jets actually will have a little bit of time left on the clock, about 45 seconds to make a score if they can. All right, Stephen, you want to hear a little bit of what uh, Eli Manning had to say after the uh, a little sound bite? A little sound bite uh, from Eli Manning. All right, and. Uh, we're in the uh, home stretch of the show, or maybe we'll on the show with uh, some music. Uh, let's hear what Eli Manning has. Okay, um, you know it's a great day to run the ball, and uh, we we had some great success doing that. What does it say about the team that you're down zero to four? You're down fourteen to nothing. You're in these conditions, and you still were able to come back. Yeah, you know, it was just a it was a big uh, a big gut check for the team, and uh, you know we're down fourteen nothing before anything really got started. We had a, we had a chance, and uh, you know we had the had the, the turnover on the uh, on the punt, and then go there and get a touchdown. Uh, going there again, get another touchdown, and in the second half uh, had some great plays by our defense, getting some turnovers, some great runs by our back. So it was just a, uh, it was a great victory and it was a great, great feeling to get that win. Previous two years, you guys had to win your last game to make it into the playoffs. What's different about this team this year that you were able to get in and win your way in early? Well, I think we were just, uh, you know, we didn't have to wait till the last game. We didn't, you know, we didn't put it off to the very end to, to get the win. We, we could have done it last week. We weren't able to, but uh, we really wanted to you know, do this. We get, get this, get, get this win, get into the playoffs, and uh, we had to fight back, and, and uh, it was a tough game, tough conditions, but uh, we showed a lot of heart coming out here and went getting this win. And as Steve Summers says, New York Giants get the uh, job done. 
And of course, the victory today, uh, Eli Manning talked about it. I want to say thanks to Mike. We do have some breaking news. The yeah. Dolphins have scored. Again? <laughs> the Dolphins are on the board. <laughs> well, well they, were, they were on the board for a while. Touchdown down last quarter, but still, we haven't mentioned it yet. The Dolphins did score, though, against the New England Patriots. It's, it's so 28 to seven fourth quarter. Dolphins have the football, but on their own twenty. So. Yes, and another clip from earlier today. Uh, Roger Clemens, of course, again denying that he took these uh, steroids. And here's Clemens defending himself. Uh, some stats from today, of course. Uh, the New York Giants had a big win. Brandon Jacobs with 24 carries and uh, 145 yards on the ground. Big day for him, and also Bradshaw. But 17 carries for 151 yards and a score. Yeah. Uh, Eli Manning, um, not so much. 7 for 15, 111, and two interceptions. <laughs> I'm going to see this call. It's a 516 area code. I guess we can take it here. Let's see if this caller got, is, is got back to life with us. Hello, what's going on, 516? Hello? Hello? Uh, this caller is, uh, Hello. is apparently falling asleep during our program. Caller cannot hear us, so we're going to hang up on him. Let's see if he calls back. All right. Anyway, uh, up on him. We, we, we had enough calls for one program, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we had a nice show tonight. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. But now we're coming to, towards the end of our show. Um, we'll remind you guys, uh, right, we're going to have a show Thursday, Ethan. Yeah, we'll have a show on Thursday. We'll have a show Thursday. It'll be 8 o'clock. That's a more guess at that time. It'll be 8 o'clock, same time. Well, not same time, but uh, same place. And we're, 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 we're not sure if we're going to have a show on uh, the next Sunday, uh, which would be um, the Sunday. And, uh, well, um, Merry Christmas to all of you guys who uh, do celebrate Christmas. Yes, uh, happy holidays to everybody. Um, and the Jets will lose this game because the Titans just converted a first down. Yes. So the Jets are done. They will fall to 3-12 and 12 for the season. Yep, it's uh disappointing year for the Jets. Um, of course. After, uh, they were 10-6 last year. Yeah, it was a big downfall, and Gene's going to have a lot of questions to answer in this offseason. Uh, you know what? Um, the Jets uh, will... Hopefully next year... Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit more about the Jets during our Thursday show, okay. as uh, we'll be heading into Week 17 of the NFL season, uh, and one more week closer to baseball season. Yes, we will be doing that as well. Um, again, um, we will have... Vince Young will take a knee, and the Jets will officially lose. And we're going to be taking a knee as well in a little bit. <laughs> we'll take a knee right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, thank you uh, all for joining us tonight. Uh, once again, thanks to Jeremy Kenter of Devil's Daily Down. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks to um, Tony Stappa of Isles Nation. Thanks to Zach Berliner for calling to the program. Uh, also, thanks to uh, Dan Axton, the Act Attack from Pucks on Broadway. Check out his site as well. And thanks to everybody else who tuned in on the uh, Blog Street Radio page. Um, so, and again, we will be seeing you uh, next week on a Thursday night. And uh, off the final week of the NFL, week 17, and uh, the Giants and Patriots, and who are the Jets playing? I don't even know. <laughs> the Jets, uh, I believe, they're playing Herm Edwards and the Chiefs. Okay, so uh, both teams uh, having disappointing seasons, and Herm Edwards gets to um, revel in the Jets' misery. All right, uh, so we'll see you next week. Eight minutes across. Yes, we'll see you next week. Hello? Alright, I think we're out. Music. Oh, the music, yeah. Do you want to play or do you want me to play? Alright, make a little ladder.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> 